Welcome back for another episode of the Too Many Thoughts podcast with your host, Michelle Dure. I'm back. Woo! <laughs> Background random claps for my don't know who. <laughs> Anyways, uh, we're back for another episode. Last week I was listening, or not last week, but I was listening to the episode that was released last week. If you haven't listened to it yet, it's called Older Sibling Trauma. No, it's not me complaining about my younger sibling the whole entire time, which she, she assumed that it was. It's actually about more of the relationship with my parents, having that responsibility as older sibling trauma of that so go listen to it if you haven't yet it's an interesting little controversial controversial i had to re-listen to it like a few times to make sure like i wasn't offending anyone but yeah anyways i realized in that episode that i was using my equipment for the first time we're recording on a mic now i'm so happy with that um we got headphones we got everything we're like a true podcast setup over here like those youtubers you see like impulsive and zane and heath or whatever unfiltered um i was swinging that mic in my car like all around and the audio is all over the place but it's fine you can still hear it well but it's clear crystal clear which that comes with the mic but i literally like it, you could hear me like doing stuff like that like tapping on the mic and it was really awkward um but this today we're stabilized we got the stand up um and we uh, I have a guest on this week's episode. She is not, it's a she, she is not a stranger to the podcast. She has been on it before. It is Hannah Schellenberg. Hi. <laughs> she, I get so hyped because she's like number one supporter of the I'm podcast. fan. Number bro. one supporter of the podcast since day one. And number one supporter doesn't mean like you have to listen to every single episode and comment on it. But every single episode that I made, Hannah is swatting the fly <laughs> as I speak. Every single episode I made, like in the first few months when I was first starting out and still building my confidence, she would verbatim, I cannot lie to you, would send me like a whole ass essay of her comments, her reflections, what she thought about it, what she didn't like about it, which I so appreciate. And like, it's part of building confidence, but also it was like so sweet of her to do. It meant a lot to me. And it was like, especially because like I talk about how I don't have any friends or whatever. What? It was. <laughs> I hate saying that because you guys get so mad at me and I feel bad for saying that. I know, but like for someone to be like literally pushing you, like (laughs) you can't jump. No, you jump off the mountain like that. That's the only way I can explain it. It was like so much motivation. So she is not a stranger to the podcast. She is back for another episode. Which episode was she on? Feminism. (laughs) Yes, feminism. (laughs) It was so long ago. I was like, well, we talked about feminism. Like, we talked about dolphins or something. Seahorses. Sea <laughs> I remember it was about seahorses and how the male was pregnant. So much has happened. So and a lot of it is going to be talked about in this week's episode, primarily with, like, you know, sex, like couples. <laughs> I don't think we're going to be talking about sex. But well, maybe. you know, we'll see what we talk about. <laughs> Anyways, right um, <laughs> the other episode that we released, I released with her, um, it's called Feminism featuring Hannah Schellenberg. We released it back in winter or something, winter break, um, so around November, December. Huh? I feel like we're like, call her daddy right now. It is call her daddy. <laughs> call her daddy is like our favorite. One of my, okay, so call her daddy is like a podcast that was like my number one inspiration. We love that podcast. Shout out to time. them because, yes, well, to Alex Cooper. Yeah, Alex because like she and Hannah introduced me to that a podcast like 
back when I didn't know anything, you know how like brown girls, they don't know anything when they're like in middle school and high school. They don't know what's happening at all. And she introduced me to all that stuff listening to that show. Um, like back in like sophomore year, junior year of high school. You listen to like every episode. Yeah, no, me too. More than me. I listen to every like... school episode. I listen to every school episode. I'm obsessed. It is like my main motivation and like what my envision is for the podcast sometimes. It's a huge inspiration to follow her. So it really is like Hannah. It's like a manager for me or something. Like just an idol guiding me through the podcast journey without knowing anything about podcasting <laughs> in the best way possible. But all of that being said, today we're back for another episode. Yes, we're gonna be we talking are. about <laughs> we've talked about this. Oh quite a bit. my god. Okay. We're gonna be talking about Okay, this week's episode is about <laughs> I do so bad. Shackled versus single! No! Yes! We have discussed this. She did not. Okay, we discussed the name for this episode probably for like what half an hour before this and she's like shackled it goes a single and i'm like it has a nice ring to it it doesn't have to be shackled it's a great shackled it's a great title you know shackled versus single okay but yeah shackled versus single anyways hannah is in a committed long-term yeah. healthy wealthy yeah. relationship not the <laughs> healthy. i wish we're pre-meds <laughs> pre-meds are broke out here healthy relationships stable comforting i've met the guy he's amazing he's like shout out to him we will shout out his name here but... <laughs> he's he literally wonderful when he was leaving i told both of them i was like i'm so glad you guys found each other you guys bring out the best to each other just incredibly stable and to like be that open and secure with somebody it shows a lot of self-confidence for both of them so i love them both they're great so amazing cute. couple ah. long term what are you guys hitting now how long's it been almost seven seven months but they like were best friends before that yeah I so know. they're like close close highly recommend the best friends they didn't thing. yeah best friends first they didn't meet through dating apps or anything like that like it that was inorganic so weird. what was weird well, I've always thought about, like, if I had seen him on a dating app, like, what would have happened? Really? You think about that? Well, yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Like, okay, what do you use? You use Tinder? Tinder, Hinge. Hinge. LinkedIn. Is LinkedIn. No. LinkedIn? <laughs> She's out here trying to find herself a millionaire. No, because there was this guy <laughs> that I saw. Okay, this is, okay, we're going back to it. There's this guy who was at a concert with yesterday. I was at this concert, and the guy was opening, and I swear I matched with him on Hinge. He's, like, 20 years old, and I the, knew him. The singer? You matched with the singer on Hinge? He was the, in the opening a show, and I knew him. Like, I matched with him Did on, like, sw- okay. Hinge or okay, Tinder or something, and we were planning a date, and then I was like, oh, my God. So then I went back, and I was looking for, like, his profile, and I couldn't find it, but I found his LinkedIn and through that, I, I like reached out to a like a mutual friend, and I got his Instagram. So I'm we're sliding is LinkedIn in. is like a pretty He's good so idea hot. because if you have a LinkedIn, you have your life together. That, that is like yeah. that was like no offense if you don't if you don't go make one right now because then you convince yourself that your life's you together. can find people through LinkedIn and also I'm but not everyone that. does, especially like people that aren't in like business. That's true, but also I'm saying LinkedIn because I was watching Indian Matchmaking. <laughs> Shout out to my favorite fucking show right now. I love that show. It's so good. It's so good that my I friends who are not brown it. are watching it. You need to watch, watch it. it. I'll watch it. I promise. I you promise. need to watch it too. But the one of the moms was like, you know, 
this girl is great new dating app linkedin people are so professional <laughs> and i was dying watching it this mom on this some auntie thought that i mean i would agree but i use it to like oh, i'll be people. like oh i know this guy like i'm talking to him like okay let me figure out like what he's doing well it gives you a lot more information than even yeah. just instagram because you can find like where they went to school where they it also tells you their, their age like you yeah. can tell from like the years and they people went to don't college. really lie on linkedin because then you're lying to your employer yeah you can see a little professional cute picture of them in a suit facts okay i like it i liked okay, it LinkedIn's i had to throw it now in. a dating app linkedin you, you heard it here there. first you have to because people are like catering to a certain thing on dating apps you know what i mean like you're showing like oh my sorry fly i thought i got it oh fuck i didn't anyways imagine it like lands it's on the mic and starts like going Like, people are catering towards a certain thing on dating apps like their profile pictures and stuff it's showing like i'm available i'm open i'm not open for business but like you know what i mean unless like, you're on tinder yeah like i, I think <clears throat> it depends where you are yeah but like tinder is the definition of like open like, yeah you have to be like, open if you're on tinder like <laughs> i don't know no but like it gives you a like a healthy balance like instagram's like yeah. for everyone obviously professional is linkedin tinder is more like what you're if, open and available more like they a, don't have an Instagram. Then like you can't get like an accurate read. I know, but like what what would you think of them? Uh, it's hard to say because some of the best guys I've found are don't have Instagrams and what? Like, it's like a thing. Who? There's some guys, okay, like the surgeon that I was talking to. He, but he was old. That I'm referring to my Tinder husband. I think it's a general. The Tinder husband. Thing. He he didn't really have that much of an Instagram. Oops. But did he have one? Like, did it exist? If he wasn't, like, that active on it. No, yeah. no, no, no. I mean, people that just, like, do not have Instagram. <sighs> no, because like, I think it's a personal I think choice, everyone obviously, has Instagrams. But, like, people have Instagrams, but they don't, like, actually use it. Like, some like, some guys I know, they don't post on it. Their picture is, like, a baby picture of them or whatever, but they don't, like, use Instagram at all. Maybe it's a UCSD thing. I've met, like, one or two people mm-hmm. who have just been, like, I straight up do not have Instagram. Like, they're not even lying. Oh, like, really? <clears throat> people that I that know them will be like, they don't have Instagram. Interesting. And I'm like, I mean, that's a choice, but, like, yeah. how how are we supposed to find you? That's true. You don't want to be found. Like, the guy I'm talking about who was opening the show yesterday that I went to, the concert, who I immediately stalked and found his Instagram. Obviously. <laughs> LinkedIn, obviously. obviously. He was good, okay? He killed it on the show. He was pumping the dance moves, was like, he everything. Cute? He was cute. All right. I couldn't really look. Okay, I was looking different the, things. I was in the fifth row, fourth row. Like I could kind of see him, not really. It's hard, but he was wearing like a really cute suit. He was pumping it. <laughs> it was funny. Okay. Anyways, anyways, his LinkedIn is. I know his LinkedIn. His LinkedIn didn't have a picture on it, and his Instagram was a like a uh, childhood picture of him, and it just said his school in the bio, and that was it. So I'm like. You got all these moves. You clearly kill are killing it. You're like a f- cool, fun person, but your like Instagram's lacking. But that's I don't fine. Know, I just feel like, as a person in that industry, you would want like Instagram is a tool. It's a way to make money. Like if you don't see Instagram but that are private way, about their stuff, like he he's a finance guy, and he does like a bunch of finance he's a work. Finance guy. He's performing on stage. No, but he like he does it on the side. Like I podcast. I know, on the but side. you would want to you promote it because you understand how business works. Maybe he's shy about it. I don't know. He's a shy performer. 
I don't fucking know, okay? okay I okay, checked his moving LinkedIn. Moving on, moving on, I looked on, okay, anyways, but quick, real quick, I looked on his LinkedIn, his Instagram, nothing was about, like, him singing, and there he is on a stage in front of a thousand people singing. I don't know. Maybe it was his doppelganger. It was definitely him, though, because I have a mutual friend. Okay, anyways, anyways, anyways. LinkedIn's a dating app. Um, okay, Tinder. Tinder? What about Tinder? I think we should share our experience. I okay. I My first time ever making Tinder. Okay, I remember I first when I first made Tinder. It was like, oh did we God. make it together? Maybe because I remember, we did at the mall. Yes. Okay. Wait. Yes. <laughs> I remember when I I get so excited. <laughs> <laughs> no. Not in that. <gasps> <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, ignore, ignore. Bro, I just watched okay. some Stranger Things <laughs> shit happen to her cat, for real. Talk about Cut the audio. Okay, hold on. Okay, in case you're wondering, um, Hannah's cat just, like, threw up a hairball. Should I say where? No. Okay, we won't say where. But it's a little interesting. <laughs> Too intrusive for the podcast. Too intrusive. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, anyways, anyways. Then I just quickly showed Hannah a video of the guy performing he from was... yesterday. He had the moves. Eh. It's my I, type. Okay. Okay. Cute brown boy. I don't I don't find Busting men out the as moves. attractive anymore. It's like a weird phenomenon. Oh. Like obviously you see hot people, but like Well, you're coupled up. I I really can't imagine what that's like. It's hard for me to describe what it's like. We've it's tried. Like, I've tried. Like what? Explaining it to you. Like, trying to find other guys attractive? No, like, okay. It's kind of like when you're single, Mm -hmm. you have your options open, right? So kind of anyone is a possibility, right? Like, you see a guy at Safeway, and Mm -hmm. you're like, oh my god. Like, he could be the one. I mean, obviously not. That's like a very, like, fantasy type Mm -hmm. mindset. But I think you do that because it's like you're definitely looking for a person. Yeah. You're looking. So you're, like, forcing any, like, situation in a healthy way, though. Anytime you see someone who fits, like, your type, which, like, obviously, like, I'm very mixed on types because Mm -hmm. I feel like I don't even have a type. Like, I Mm -hmm. thought I did. I don't know. It's very complicated. But, like, essentially, like, if you're open and you know what you want anyways, you see someone that has those qualities, you're going to, like, be attracted to them right but if you've already found someone that satisfies all those qualities for you mm-hmm. you're no longer like actively seeking so instead like obviously like you notice if someone's pretty or someone's hot or someone's funny mm-hmm. but like in kind of the similar way that like i don't even know how to describe it like uh, kind of how like because like i'm not into girls like i'm only into guys mm-hmm. but if i like see girls like i'll be like oh my god like she's hot Mm-hmm. right like you you recognize that but like you don't have yeah. to be attracted or like willing to pursue that if that makes sense and i don't th- know if this makes sense but would you say there's a similar parallel with friends where it's like you see a girl who's like really cool and you're trying to be like friends with her or something you already have a best friend do you think that makes sense where she's like oh I think this person's really on the cool person. i would want to hang out with them but like you wouldn't be as desperate to see those qualities about them if you yeah. didn't already have friends like i think like if you had a solid group like, versus, like, the beginning of the school year or something, uh-huh. like, when you're going to a new college, like, which we talked about. Right. Like, everyone's actively pursuing new people, and right. so you will be more open and more, mm-hmm. like, you'll fantasize more about, like, oh, maybe this person, like, will be my next best friend, or 
they're like, oh, like this party yeah like we should all go out this. to the beach yeah like yeah versus like if you already have your group and you already have plans and you meet people you're not so you're far more passive about meeting new people yeah that makes sense, actually. But I still feel like there are people, just like there are people in relationships, yeah. who still want more. And that's why, like, mm-hmm. some people aren't in monogamous relationships. And, like, mm-hmm. that's okay. If it's agreed. Interesting. So, do you say, do you think, like, in a sense, people who are, like, joining new relationships, you would have to be kind of lacking something in your relationship? Yeah. I mean, I, I just, like, personally cannot see, like having a relationship with anybody else because I feel completely satisfied but like if I wasn't like if you weren't satisfied in Mm -hmm. your relationship and you start to have thoughts about other people like that's kind of shown so it kind of like goes back to like you know that whole thing people say where it's like if you love one person you fall with and fall in love with another person did you really love that first person if you fell in love with other one or was that first one not satisfying something I don't think it's I think love is super hard to characterize like that Mm -hmm. because I think being in love with somebody and then falling in love with somebody else after that person like Mm -hmm. no matter what happened between you two in the first person right I still feel like you might have the same love or even like completely different but it doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that the first one is any less than it was interesting but like it's also kind of with friends like you fall out of Mm -hmm. friendships with people and like well sometimes some and badly I've had some of those. Some rough relationships out here. Um, if your friendships end badly, right. like, if you actually think back to those friendships, mm-hmm. like, they were still, like, you had fun with them. Mm-hmm. And when you think about your new friends, your new best friends, like, while they might have different characteristics that you might like differently, that fill your life differently, like, that doesn't invalidate that previous friendship. That makes sense. Yeah. And that's the same thing with relationships. It's like, like a hard line to define, I guess. Yeah. Sense. I think, but I do think that, like, being, like, back to what you asked, like, mm-hmm. being in a relationship, like, I think it does change how you see other people. And, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. So it's like being on dating apps used to be, like, the funnest thing. Like, me and right. all of my sweet mates used to just, like, swipe. Like, that's what we would do for fun, which is horrible. It's like, honestly, honestly, it's, it's like shopping app. for men or right. whoever you're into, right? right? And it's like, if whoever you're looking for, mm-hmm. you don't know anything about them from a picture, but that's, that's just very true perspective. What do you think, Michelle? Okay. Oh my God, I wish you were watching Indian matchmaking, but I'm going to try not to bring it into this episode because okay. you haven't okay. watched it. Well, but like... Okay, because, like, basically, okay, if you guys don't know what Indian matchmaking is, let me give a quick little rundown, because it's pretty, like, straightforward. But, like, basically, it's, like, in Indian culture, there's a whole lot about, like, like matching up people, like, arranging people, like, arranging marriages, and a lot of kids these days, like, it's hard to find people, obviously, for all, everyone, it's hard to, like, find people, like, to actually marry them, and dating can be a little bit easier, but it's, like, to find those people who fit those qualities for marriage, for a lifetime, like, a lifelong partner. So basically, it's just, like, uh, this Indian woman, Seema Aunty, <laughs> she's, like, finding all these single, like, people and, like, matching them up together and, like, presenting them profiles, like, what are you looking for? And then she'll couple them up. She's, like, a huge database of, like, I don't know, a thousand, thousands of people. Anyways, she made it, like, a thing where she's, like, if I'm presenting profiles to someone, right, like, Tinder, you're looking at people, if you give someone too many options, they get confused. I think that's what exactly, yeah. like, what Tinder's doing. Where it's like there's so many options that like it's harder to decide. But it's like you only get two options, you definitely know, oh, I like this guy. But then if it's like you have three options, or if you have like hundred options, you would never choose that one guy. Cause it's like 
there's so many there's constantly looking for something better it becomes like a game yeah like you're talking to so many people Mm -hmm. how can you possibly be having good conversations with every single one of them right and i think that's also like why dating is getting harder because there's like so much more selection like on social media and stuff you can constantly see there's something better whereas maybe back in the day it was just your neighborhood okay choose someone from your neighborhood you don't know what the other neighborhood looks like obviously i think there's the pros of the like you can meet people that you might otherwise have never met. Right. Like, they're completely different than you in mm-hmm. some ways. So much growth potential yeah. there. They right. go to dif- they live. They're from a different city. Mm-hmm. They go to a different school. But like, you have a couple things in common, and it turns out you're very compatible. Like, you might not have met otherwise. Right. But I also think that it's harmful to have so many options. Like you, said. I think it makes you incredibly picky. I think that's a huge problem. Where I it's hate like, that word. I'm realizing. Yeah, but it's so true. I like okay, like we're oh my god, that scared me. Um, when I'm on Tinder, like I'm swiping through guys. That's kind of why I took a break too, because it became so overwhelming. Where it's like, okay, now I'm getting picky about these things. Where I'm like not caring about their personality as much as I know there might be a hotter guy there, or I know that like he's really hot, his personality lacks. But like, okay, but the like he's the hottest guy there. Like I can't find anything better than that. Like I guess there's other personalities, but whatever. So I don't know. I, I like have narrowed it down a lot. Like, I think another problem that I was having, specifically with me on dating apps, was, like, I was so widespread of, like, oh, I'm fine with anything, where I was, like, not narrowing it down to certain criteria, for sure, that, like, that's actually more, like, what I'm looking for now. Like, I'll be like, oh, okay, I really want, like, a brown guy, or I really want him to, like, have a certain stability and, like, what he wants to do in the future, something like that. Like, he knows where he's going, he knows what job he wants to do. So, I'm, like, certain stability like that, but I also was, like, Oh, I'm so, I used to be, like, so, I guess, desperate. Like, oh, I just want to match with anyone. I want to have a connection with but them. That's that, like, a better mindset. I think you need to have a between. Because when I was completely, like, oh, I'll match with anyone. I'll, I'll spark a conversation with anyone who I find, like, slightly attractive. Like, just to see where it goes. Like, it is important to be open. But, like, I was so open that I was, like, oh, I don't know what I, like, I couldn't narrow it down and know which ones I wanted to pursue and which ones I didn't want to pursue. Like, it was, like, I was waiting for them to, like, present this perfect thing to me. That's how open I was, if that makes sense. I mean, I think being open in the sense that, like, you're not fixating on just the details that you're seeing from online is important. Mm -hmm. Because, like, you really have to think about what are they showing you. Like, people on these apps are showing you what they think other people would find attractive about them. But often I found that, like, especially when it comes to, like, friendships, because I feel like that's more applicable to, like, everybody, Uh is, like, People have so many friendships in their life and your friends can really see like the good and the bad qualities. Cause mm-hmm. like, I feel like when it comes to dating, like you are very like, Oh, I like can't use the bathroom in his house or like, right. Oh my gosh. She like, can't know that I actually eat meals, like right. four meals a day or something. Mm-hmm. Or like, he can't see me without makeup. And I feel right. like that is super toxic. Because then it feels like, I think from a guy's standpoint, it'll be like, it's only going downhill from here. Because it's like, if I if you present yourself in this perfect date setting or something, right, and you look amazingly perfect, and you keep doing that for like a couple months as you're getting to know each other, and then after that it starts going downhill, you're not presenting anything new to him, I feel like. And from a guy's perspective, it can be like, oh, it's just going downhill from here. Whereas like, if you were genuine and not like this perfect package like thing in front of him, like it's more like a balance 
like I almost feel like it's like a graph where it's like yeah perfect at the beginning and then it starts like steeping downhill well, versus more, like kind of like a plateau line there's bumps and ups and downs along the way like that's why I feel like dating apps people get bored because you see all these details that are perfect quote unquote right, right? or like exactly what you think you want uh-huh. and so you swipe on it but like in reality you don't know anything about this person mm-hmm. and like I know like there's different ways that you can find out the information like you can stalk them on LinkedIn or <laughs> you can find them on Instagram uh-huh. and like see who their friends are see if you have any mutuals but like at the end of the day it's very different than seeing them in their natural element mm-hmm. where you could meet them like if you ran into them at a party or like in yeah. class mm-hmm. or at like a gathering of some sort you know mm-hmm. what I mean like a club or something then you can see how they act with other people you can see right. how they look like regularly you can not that that always matters but like you know what I mean versus like a very specific I think angle. there's a lot of even attract even though it might be really hard to see someone in a suit or like this perfect tight dress on a woman or something like that yeah. to also see like you know how guys say, oh, girls in a sweatpants and a messy bun. To see a guy just wearing, like, his regular shorts and stuff and a t-shirt or, like, gray sweats or whatever. That's attractive in itself. Like, you know I think I mean? that sh- proves that, like, other qualities are attractive. Like, honestly, I don't, like, I don't think I'm attractive in sweats and a messy bun with no makeup on. Like, <laughs> looking like a mess. Okay, because uh-huh. trust me, I have those days, especially, like, studying. But, right. like... I feel like the reason I'm comfortable looking like that with my boyfriend Mm -hmm. and even just like around friends in general, like when you get to that level of like, you don't really care how you look anymore Mm -hmm. is because you know that they value you for other things. Right. So like, I know that like, it's my personality or Mm -hmm. it's like that I can be funny or that I'm studying with them. And like, we have something in common besides the fact that they just want to look at me. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's with everybody is if you see somebody and you're like mm-hmm. okay honestly like I know that they value me for something else then you're not going to stress about looking super perfect but I see it like it's yeah. still fun like I love dressing right. up especially like going when it's on like, like a really nice date or like first... on a special occasion but right. I think you don't need to think about all of your insecurities as much because like only you see those right like mm-hmm. people that love you aren't going to see just your insecurities so right yeah. You don't have to, like, edit them out of your Tinder profile. <laughs> I mean, I think it's honestly, like, people are trying to present, like, because it's, like, okay, you need to wait for that person to get to know you yeah. to build that comfort where it's, like, they see you as more than just your looks. And so it's, like, in the beginning stages, you have to kind of, to reel them in a little bit, have a certain maintenance, I guess, physical I mean, upkeep of appearances, and to, like, reel them in and keep them interested enough when they do start to, like, learn about who you are then it becomes less important to I mean, that do is that. common. Like, with the whole, like, girls only shave their legs. I mean, like, you do not need to shave your legs. Uh-huh. But, like, I'm sure everyone's heard about how, like, oh, are you, at, like, you shave below the knee or, like, mm-hmm. above. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, right, heard right. about that phrase. It's kind of, like, the same thing where you might try really, really hard uh-huh. before every date, like, your first couple of dates. Because, right. I mean, obviously, I think it's a confidence boost to feel your best. Definitely. But, like, you should be doing it for you, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if I want to wear a certain dress and I want to wear certain makeup and certain jewelry and, like, look a certain way, that should be for me. Yeah. To make me feel more confident so that I can show the person that I'm dating mm-hmm. what I am. That makes sense. Right? But, yeah. I don't know. I feel like dating apps eh. 
It's just it's hard. It's really hard. I believe I am a full supporter of the friends first. Okay, which I know it's hard. With that. I know it's hard, but right. like, I think it's so underestimated. Like, people are so scared to go beyond that. But like, honestly, I believe like friendship and being in a relationship are practically the same thing. Yeah, especially just... if you know me and Michelle, we practically date. Yeah. Okay. We go on dates. We are not dating, but she is my wife. (laughs) Oh my. Bro, I love to hate relationship with that word. So I'm like, wife sounds so old, but also I'm like. But she's not a wife because, I mean, the term wife also has like sexist connotations, but. Okay. You're my partner. Definitely. Yeah. I don't know. It's (laughs) not that different being with someone who you're friends with to dating. It's like, obviously you guys have that same level of like compatibility and stuff, but I have. Yeah. I don't know. Would you like to talk about your friends? My friends? Well, like, I think all of us have friends that we see qualities in Uh that we could see in our partner. And I think some people are lucky enough to turn that friend into a partner. But if you aren't, or your friends just aren't what you want, like, 100%, mm-hmm. you still see qualities in them that you're like, my future partner, I want them to act like this or look like this. Yeah. And I think you have an example. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> Hold on. Okay, so real quick before I talk about these guys that I know who I potentially, like, Oh, well, I see qualities in that mm-hmm. I would want in a partner, and there's a whole debate about that and what qualities I like and don't like and stuff like that. I have two rules that I've been standing by. I took a break from, like, dating apps for a while. It was something I was going to talk about on the podcast, um, and it happens to come this episode, too, because it's obviously organically a interest of this topic, but... I like, took a break from dating apps because it was just so super overwhelming seeing so many people and stuff. And I also was trying to work on myself and just meet people organically. Like, I wasn't so... I, f- I wasn't feeling so desperate, I guess, to, like, meet someone and be swiping all the time and, like, have these annoying little conversations. Hey, how are you? How's your weekend? Like, yeah. you know? Those are the worst. Yeah. And so... Okay, so I have two main rules. So first of all, I've been really sticking to a routine. Like, I go running every day. I go play basketball. I yes, will... Yeah, I try to, like... Um, do my errands and stuff like if Man. someone's doing if my parents are like oh go do this for me or whatever like get groceries or whatever I try to do it and so my rules with that or I guess there's three rules the first one is anytime there's like an errand to run there's an opportunity for me to like go out in public like go to the grocery store go uh, to the dry cleaners or whatever get my car service or whatever anytime there's like a public opportunity to do something rather than sitting at home I go and do it if I can drop off the mail in person I will try to do that rather than sitting at home and I think like that's the first step of like you know how people always want to like meet people organically okay that's how you do it and it's already been kind of paying off like when I do stick to like going to play basketball and stuff I'll meet guys at my court that I play at or when I go to the grocery store and stuff I'll meet guys over there like I'm not meeting them and having a full-on conversation with them I'm like oh so nice to see you at this in the milk aisle like I'm not like that but it's like I'll run into them and just giving myself more opportunities to do that and the second rule is that I always try to first of all oh second rule I stick to that routine always do that or that was the first rule, whatever. The second rule, <laughs> I'm not really stuck in the, it's not like a, okay, you got that gist. Always go out if you have the opportunity to. Meet people organically. Meet people organically. Give yourself the, like, advantage to do that. And the second thing is try to 
put a little bit into your appearance every time you do go out even yeah. if you don't see anybody I think it's a like huge for self-confidence and you're putting effort and time into yourself and it's not like you're rushing to go like get the groceries done or whatever or brush your hair a little bit put a little jewelry on maybe do a little mascara you're good to go maybe put on a little cute outfit it doesn't take that much time you don't need to be full grown out like full like done up or whatever but like just to dress up a little bit and there was this one day where I first of all a didn't stick to my routine like I was gonna go running like I usually do on the same track that I do and I was like no I'm really tired today I don't feel like doing it I was being lazy and this really cute guy who I went to elementary middle school and high school with who I haven't seen in years was walking on the path that I run when I was driving by it and I was like fuck like I was so mad like this is what happens when you break your rules and I was driving to this restaurant to pick up food for my parents I go to the restaurant, I'm bumming it because I'm like, okay, I have to pick up this food for my parents or whatever. I'm already tired today. I don't want to do this. I go to the restaurant and this guy who was really hot from my high school, who I matched with on Tinder, was there with his whole friend group. And I was bumming what? it. I broke both my rules Never in one day. That's what I'm learning from I broke both my rules in one day. And I was so mad at myself. But it's like, you have to... Give yourself opportunities. People who saying, I want to meet people organically. Okay, do it. Dress up a little bit. You don't need to meet somebody. But if you do, then you'll be a little prepared, you know? Yeah. So those are my two rules. Those are things that I would recommend to people who are open and single. I guess open to meeting people. But aside from that, we'll talk about what Hannah was kind of nudging towards, which is I have these family friends that I know. Okay. And they're these brothers okay so these two brothers there's a younger brother older brother they have another sibling but that's irrelevant they have a younger sister but anyways these two brothers okay so it was kind of we were talking about the older brother younger brother complex which can be seen and if you don't know what we're talking about this is vampire diaries damon and stefan which we have our date like debate about but vampire diaries the Summer I Turned Pretty, which is Jeremiah and I don't remember the older one's name, but that show too. There's some other shows too where there's a younger and older brother. Every show, every good show. Rom-com kind of. Yeah, has the older brother, younger brother. Yeah, and complex. so there's like a, yeah, younger brother, older brother complex. And if you don't know what we're referring to, we're going to get into it. So older brothers, they are always, okay, first of all, I feel like they turn their emotions off. I've well, seen not that always, but tip like Typically, it's a pattern where like if you turn your emotions off and you're not emotionally available, yeah, like it can be assumed that like I think the word is simple. they're not emotionally available. They're very like secure with themselves, yeah, and they're very confident in they're that. Reserved a little, and bit. it it can be not yeah a little reserved. I would emotion. even I would almost say like cocky, like they're kind of cocky with how confident yeah, they cocky. are. Yeah, they're like kind of like the perfect. I don't I would I don't know if like stud, but it's like there's like a confidence. Well they come they're very... off that way. They want to be seen that way because they are yeah. they've they're the oldest sibling. They had to raise their younger sibling. Mm-hmm. Not even raised, but like they were a part of like And if you don't know what I'm talking sibling. about, older older siblings, go listen to last week's episode <laughs> called Older Sibling Trauma, where I talk about the good and bad about being Do you think an it's older the same sibling. With, like girls. Yeah. There's a lot of things that I see in Are similarity with this older brother. Available because we're older siblings. Yeah, because I feel like you have to turn <laughs> off. This is very much relevant to the other episodes. So go listen to that if you don't know what I'm talking about. But like, there's like a you kind of turn off your emotions. You're a little bit unemotionally available yeah. or like emotionally unavailable because like you're trying to 
put together other things. Like, yeah, you're, you're trying to people par- pleaser. Usually. You're a people pleaser. Your parents are asking you to do things. You have to do it. You have the responsibility as the older sibling. If there's yeah. things going on, whereas the younger sibling doesn't have those responsibilities, they have more time to develop their yeah. And their parents, the parents are not on them as much. I feel like as much yeah. as they are on the older sibling, the older so sibling have to struggle to do things. They get babied a little bit because, like, yeah. especially if it's just like. I feel like if you have multiple, multiple siblings, it's a little bit different. Like, yeah. you're the middle child and all of that. But, like, we're not middle children. So yeah. That's a little different. But Yeah. But we're all, both older siblings. Yeah. I think that's interesting to note. Um, But, yeah. So, I feel like the older sibling, the older brother, is, like, super secure. Not as emotionally available. He is the, like, ever, like, the stud, I guess you could say. And, like, more, like, attractive, more secure. But then you don't really do ever, like, connect with them on an emotional level. This is very Damon-esque. Uh, Damon. And then Stefan, this younger him. brother that I'm talking about, super emotionally, like, involved, will, like, have deep-ass conversations with you, things like that. And But they're, like, I, I don't know. They're, like, how can I say this? They can't swoop in. I guess it's the difference is, like, the older sibling can swoop in. Yeah. The older brother will swoop in. They tend to. They'll be like, oh, do you need help with something? I'll help you. Like, they have no questions asked, stuff like that. But it's almost like, it can also be very patriarchal in a way, where it's like, the older brother can be controlling you. I've, like, experienced that, where it's like, oh, like, you can't do it. I'll just do dominating. it. Dominating. Dominating. Yeah, very dominating. Where, like, the younger brother is kind of like, okay, I'll help you with it. Or like, oh, you don't really need to do that or whatever. Like, or not really, really do that, but it's more... The, the older brother is not a feminist, and the younger brother is a feminist. That's the only way, like, I could, like, sum it up. For real. What? Yes, because... Like, I don't think that's a great way to describe they, it. Okay, the older brother, like, and I talk to him, I'll be like, 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 I'll be like, oh, can you help me with something? He'll be like, okay, you don't need to do it. Like, just, I'll just do it. And the younger brother will be like, oh, okay, I'll help you. I don't think that's, an- like, anti-feminist. I think it's more of, like... It's literally insinuating you can't do it well yeah, enough that I'll women. do it instead. You can do that for a, a boy who asked that to, or any person, whatever gender. That's the thing. I don't. That. I don't think so. I think it's like I can well, do it he, better. He's used to doing that for his brother, which is why yeah. he does it to you. I get it, but like it can feel, it can feel really like. Yeah, but in a relationship, he would probably do that. Yeah, and it could make somebody feel. Yeah less than they are feel inferior yeah. so i guess the conversation why we're bringing this up is there's like a couple of things where it's like there's qualities i see in both these brothers that i would really want in someone i was dating you know because it's like you have the emotional connection but it's also like someone who's like kind of swooping in and helping you out the older brother is super swooping in okay Do constantly you want that? it feels nice especially as an older sibling as a like to like constantly be taking care of everybody else to have that comfort where it's like oh, you know, like, I'm struggling with this thing. I really don't know what to do. Like, there's all this pressure on me to, like, fix this or whatever. And then for him to swoop in and be like, it's okay, I, I can take care of it for you. But I It's feel very, like-, like, like, it's a breath of fresh air. But then I feel like at a certain point, you would get annoyed with that. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, I'll always drive. Don't worry about it. I'll open the door for you. It's not good for you. Yeah, but it's so comfortable. It's yeah. so nice. Like, that's the only way I can explain it, where it's, like... But long-term... That's a debate. So, that's a debate where it's, like... Like, okay, the younger brother, like, emotionally connects with me, emotionally helps me understand things about myself. Amazing. You know what I mean? It's, like, a therapy session. Not a therapy session, but, like, but it's, like... But you need to offer but like, more support to him. 
but it's like we're leveled you know and i think a lot Do of you girls think you have to mother him at all never i don't think so really i mean maybe to a little a, a bit of an extent how do I? I don't know how to explain it. Where it'll be like, did you have to do things for him? No, really. It, it feels equal. But then I think a lot of girls like have that wanting of a guy to swoop in and take them off their feet. Don't you ever feel like that? I think that's like a girl. I think because not to get super feminist or whatever, but it's like all these Disney shows we used to watch: the princess and the prince, and the prince is saving the princess from oh, whatever's going on around them. That. <laughs> but like we've been raised with that, the where it's like that's the expectation. And I think it's like you know, like okay, males are dom, females are sub. We want a guy to take control. It does not have to just be sexual. It can be other things too. Like it can just be really nice to like have someone take control. I don't know. I feel like personally, I mean, we've talked about it. Yeah. Right. Where. I am an older sibling, mm-hmm. so I'm used to doing everything. Yeah. And I feel like it's a lot. Like, I mm-hmm. agree. Like, it's nice when someone can come in and kind of relieve that pressure right. from mm-hmm. you sometimes. But I started to notice that in dating and also older sibling, mm-hmm. it I started to notice that I was not doing things for myself that mm-hmm. I used to or even things that were new. Because, like, it's so much – there's so many new things that you experience. Like. Right from the point after you turn 18. Like, there's all these things you have to start doing for yourself. If you move away, if you don't, either way, you have all these new responsibilities. And while some of them can be shared, Mm -hmm. I felt like I wasn't doing things. And, like, for example, my boyfriend, he drove me everywhere. But, like, Mm -hmm. obviously, like, I mean, he understands this. Like, I didn't have a car. Like, there was no other choice. I wasn't going to pay $40 to Uber everywhere. Yeah, every it was just time, like that was like the that was kind of how it was. We made. Yeah, and that's not the best, but like that's something that he would do. And then it was just like little things, right? It's like I felt like because he was an older sibling, like it comes out of love. Mm-hmm. And I started to notice that I was no longer acting like the responsible, independent person that I knew I could be. Yeah. So like obviously, like I talked to him about this, and I was like, I need you to challenge me in these ways right. because I want to be able to do these things for myself and like kind of how mm-hmm. my parents would like like if I wanted to do something they'd be like okay well you need to do it mm-hmm. like today they misspelled my name on my credit card <gasps> yeah I like, that's know. really funny because I misspelled my middle name on my credit card okay but and I my was last name out. yeah which funny. is important but your your last name's a little long-winded it but is. also but like I, I misspelled my middle name on my credit card and I was freaking out but it's also not a big deal it doesn't really matter. It's not that big of a deal unless you continue to keep it. So what I need to do is I need, like, just trying to figure out who to call. And then, like, the card hasn't been delivered yet. Right. They sent me, like, that it's on its way. Yeah. And so I don't know the number on the back, so I can't call. It's a whole thing. But anyways, mm-hmm. it's, like, things like that where, like, when I tell my parents what happened, they're like, okay, we'll go figure it out. Right. Versus, like, obviously, like, that specific situation with my boyfriend would not happen but like mm-hmm. if like something similar came up like that like I feel like both of us are so used to just being like okay like I'll help you do that versus like some things you need to be able to do for yourself mm-hmm. and that's like really important like long term like you're right. saying like you see in this older brother that you're talking about that he right. can help you and it's just he can re- do things yeah. for you to relieve that uh-huh. pressure that you're so used to having but I feel like you shouldn't let like that be the only thing all the time because otherwise you're gonna lose that independence that you have 
Yeah, 100%. I think that's kind of how I was thinking about it, too, because I did have, like, these two, like, scenarios in front of me where I was like, okay, I have a completely different relationship with this older brother than I do with the younger brother, and it's like, I love, it's like, for the first time, like, someone's taking care of me, in a sense, where it's like, they can take care of, like, the driving and the gas and they can take care of what to order at the restaurant and the payment and stuff like that like they can take care of all that stuff and then with the younger brother though but I never have deep conversations with the older brother and the younger brother I always have deep conversations but it's like it's like partners so I think right now because it's like the first time I've experienced something like that where it's like someone taking care of you I'm like totally like in it like I'm like okay I love this like this is so great I'm leaning more towards that side but like I would kind of like what we talked about you are in a like long-lasting relationship you're kind of seeing okay I having I have this boyfriend who like does things for me but like I also want to be able to start doing things on my own as well yeah and stabilize it you kind of experienced that side of it with the older brother like scenario and like are now realizing I need to be my own person too and like have it be partners which is what everyone wants in a relationship anyways you want to be equal you want to be partners you don't want it to be someone constantly swooping in. You also don't want someone you're constantly taking care of. No, yeah. So really interesting. But anyways. But. The perfect. You need to date a middle child. That's what we've determined from all of I this. I don't know any she, middle, middle children. children have their. No offense they to have, your middle child. I've heard so many things. I think my dad was a middle. My dad was a middle child. Really? Middle. I don't know. Any person that I've ever met that like is a middle child. They, like, have some sort of issue with being a middle child. There is trauma at every sibling, like, I think it's age. just, like, parental trauma. Like, parents just, some parents yes. don't know how to parent their children. Not even that. I think it's, like, just different responsibilities, different roles yeah. that you have can be like so be, tension-filled. It shouldn't matter. Neglect versus complete support versus, like, yeah. taking care of everything around the house and... Or not like, ever that being wanted. Be the older sibling's job. Like I feel like if you raised your children equally, where like even the youngest child had to do the same things the older child yeah. did, like obviously like age appropriate, but mm-hmm. like I feel like that would alleviate some of that. True. Yeah. It's okay. We're not parents. Anyways, we're not parents. But yeah. Okay. Anyways, I I don't know. Was there anything else that we really wanted to talk about? I don't know. We kind of talked about like damsels in distress mm-hmm. your relationship like being coupled up and experiencing I don't know if it, you would say a plateau but where it's like a plateau of like okay how can I get out of this honeymoon stage that's kind of interesting Honestly, when you talk about that where it's like I saw a post about the different stages of relationship yeah and I am like it feels weird to say that I don't even know if we've left the honeymoon phase mm-hmm like, I don't know, like, we were talking about this the other day, like, you and me were talking yeah. about this, and I feel like there's some things that always, like, plateau with time as you get more comfortable, mm-hmm. but I don't know. It's, like, weird. Like, I don't, I, I really don't know what defines what, I think plateau is, like, obviously you're not constantly lovey-dovey around each other. Maybe you guys still are. Maybe you're still in the honeymoon stage seven I'm months in. Huh? yeah anyways <laughs> oh my goodness okay she is insinuating and pointing things at me that cannot be seen on the podcast for a good reason um but yeah you you're not sure i mean my only thing is that i feel, I feel like, like me to like talk to like a like a long relationship but even like at our age it's hard to like it's hard to find someone who's been in like a relationship for 
I mean, there's some people that we know that have been in relationships for a couple of years, Mm -hmm. but it's hard because I feel like it's really different. Like I know people that have high school relationships and I think like that's really great, but I think it's also different to be in a high school relationship going to college, especially because most of those are like long distance. So it's like a little bit different than seeing someone who's in like a long-term college Mm -hmm. relationship. Um, But yeah, I don't know. I feel like when it comes to those phases, I guess it's almost good that you don't know, right? Don't know what? That you don't know that if you're I don't what know stage if you're plateaued because like I don't feel like it. Yeah. But I also feel like it might just be who you're like if you're with somebody who's constantly like doing new things with you and like keeping things interesting. Mm-hmm. I don't know. The butterflies are there. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> there was actually a couple things that you reminded me of when you were talking about that where it's like couples there's like two things. So like first of all couples who have known each other for forever I think there's good and bad about that where it's like you kind of grow up together so it's kind of nice because it's like you trade off things but at the same time I think you never especially like during early stages like high school and stuff like that where you are like learning about yourself and like okay what major do I want to be and like what career do I want to go into I don't think you let yourself experience stuff when you are in a relationship like you might just end up doing the same thing well that's kind of why I wanted to wait to be in a relationship like I felt like I knew well, one, I didn't know if I was ready. Uh-huh. Two, I felt like there were so many things that I wanted to be doing mm-hmm. that if I was in a relationship, and like obviously, I don't, I just feel like when you're in a high school relationship, it's really easy to be in a toxic high school relationship. Mm-hmm. And like that's nothing at anybody. I just feel like it's really hard because you're at an age where you're not adults. Like, and not mm-hmm. that you can't be in a relationship that's happy. Like, I know plenty of people that were in happy yeah. high school relationships, but it's like, you still are like a teenager Mm -hmm. it's not like very i don't know how to explain it but like even being in college like if you still feel like a teenager sometimes but right it's slightly different because we have a lot more responsibilities we've kind of already established our trajectory Mm -hmm. like even though people can change what they want to do in college like I don't know. I'm very set on what I want to do you know what I mean right I know like you're pretty set on what you want to do and so like it feels different because when you make that decision and then you meet somebody, it's very different than being with someone and trying to make a decision like that. That's hard. I feel like you're so, you don't want the influence. I feel like because you have to be able to make your own decisions, like even in a relationship, because there's like being in a long-term relationship means that you'll have to make decisions. Like Mm -hmm. what grad school you want to go to all of that coming out of college. I feel like it's really hard to have that pressure. Is this something you ever think about being in a relationship in your early years of college? It's like, do you ever think about, you know, people constantly make that choice where it's like, do I go on this job yes. away or yes. do I stay committed in my hometown? I feel like if you are in a relationship and you can't be selfish and talk to your partner about being, like, both of you be selfish for, like, you have to yeah. make those decisions that benefit you. Mm-hmm. And if both of you can't make decisions that benefit yourself while still being together, then I feel like it's a long-term relationship. Like, it's okay to be in a relationship that doesn't last your entire life. Because honestly, sometimes you met your person and like, it's not the right time. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? But at the same time, I feel like if everything aligns right and you end up going to the same place, Mm -hmm. you know, but like you still, like you do everything you want to do. You studied abroad. You got that job you wanted. You worked that summer internship. You do all this stuff that like, yeah, might take you away from a relationship a bit, but like that relationship shouldn't go anywhere. Mm -hmm. It's right. I think that type of choice would scare me. Like, I, even right now, like, not even, like, okay, like, 
to in a long-term relationship like the sacrifices that you have to make it can just be so incredibly difficult because you are choosing like i don't know how to but you shouldn't like what i'm saying is like you always have to choose yourself Mm-hmm. like I don't like obviously I believe in compromise mm-hmm. like you shouldn't be ridiculous like yeah. you shouldn't demand that somebody comes with you mm-hmm. but I feel like you have to choose yourself and if you get an opportunity like you either need to make it work or you need to also disrespect that like you're doing what's right for you like you mm-hmm. should not hold yourself back because of a relationship with somebody like that's just my hope especially like I think later in life it's different but like in college especially in your first couple years like right if you're stopping yourself from doing what you would do mm-hmm. when you were single, mm-hmm. like besides like hooking up with people, obviously. Right, right. <laughs> but like, if you would make these like academic or like professional decisions while you were single, mm-hmm. you should still make the same ones in a relationship because I feel like otherwise yeah. you're not being true to who you are. And if your partner does the same thing, then you'll just respect each other. Like you'd be like, okay, I'm doing this for me and he's doing this for him or she's doing this for her or whatever. I really can't speak on this. I have no idea what that would even be like. I haven't had to come to any of those, but like, there's just like little things. Like, I'm right. going to be gone all of next summer because I want to study abroad. Mm-hmm. And it's like hard for me to be away from my boyfriend for three weeks. Not because I'm like emotional, but it's just like he's my best friend. Yeah. And not seeing your best friend for a while is really mm-hmm. hard. And I think there's all these things that you want to share with them, but then you also have to recognize that like if they're your best friend mm-hmm. and they're your partner, and they see that you're doing something that's, like, actually helping you, like, it'll be that much more meaningful when yeah. you're there because you know that they're proud of you. And, like, you'll still be able to talk to them. Mm-hmm. We have cell phones. You have cell phones. Yeah, FaceTime. We have cell phones. FaceTime is <laughs> awesome. Okay. I not think same, I think that concludes our episode. <laughs> it um, got kind of, like, sad. It got a little cry. sad. It got to a point that's now starting to make me question long-term relationships it's just a lot of pressure i think you have to experience it you have to experience it to understand it and i also find i also find myself like a lot of time contemplating if i could ever emotionally be that connected to someone because i am still learning about how to become more emotional and like how to have emotional attachments to things and so like to emotionally attach if you met the right person which you will you will like it, you won't even have these thoughts. I know, but that's, I, I'm so curious. Like, I was like, how can someone be that committed? Like, I just have these intrusive thoughts. It's like, how can we someone be that committed to a person? But, I, I mean, I get like, it. I mean, literally, if you talked to me, what, seven months ago, I right. would have been like, what? A relationship? Right. Mm-hmm. Mm, no, not for me. Yeah. <laughs> but, I don't know. It's really just, like, you can't close yourself off. Like, mm-hmm. if something comes to you and you're like, wow, this could actually be something more. Yeah. Let's and you hope, don't let it. Let's hope the singer comes to me. Oh, my God. He will. He's going to request I you I really on want him. He's going to request you on LinkedIn. Yeah. I'd be like, babe, how'd you find me? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. You're that, right here, guys. <laughs> I'm like, you, he could, like, listen to this and come over he here. He is going to listen to this. That's fine with me. Like, because like every guy asks me can i be on the podcast yes he's a singer we should have like a bachelor bachelorette thing but like on your podcast (laughs) like all the eligible eligible people right yeah (laughs) and just like you interview them 
Wait, this guy did. Because that's what this guy, this guy that I swear was really desperate when the best away. He was like, you know what would be such a good episode if you bring me on our first date on the podcast or something like that? That'd be so funny. But like, you can make it funny. Future idea. Future idea. That's it for the episode. Um, Hannah, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you so much for being um, that's it for the <laughs> stomaching faces like that. You guys are lucky I didn't record this. <laughs> there were so many things happening that were visual and not auditorial. Auditorial? I don't know if that's the right word. Anyways, thank you so much for Stop! And stop. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast as always. <laughs> I hate you. Thank you. Fuck me. Thank you so much for being on the podcast. Thank you for all the listeners. Uh, Are you even recording? Tr- I am. <laughs> um, She's trying to say follow her on social follow media. Follow me on social Hype media. Hype her up. Yeah, follow the Instagram. Listen to, to this pod. episode. Right Share now. it with your siblings, your older brother, younger brother. Oh, they need to know. They need to know. Um, and the middle child, give us some advice. Yeah, if you know a middle child that's single, or that's anyone who's been age, in a two-year relationship, you know, send them our way. Send them our way. We'll interview them. Um, but yeah, that's it for this week's episode. Take some time right now to go rate it. Every rating means a lot to me. Everyone's been Seven following. Stars. Follow too. Seven if you're not following, stars. I see the followers. Follow on whatever profile, whatever your streaming service you're uh, using turn on the notifications it helps with my engagement and stuff like that and then also you know if your finger is not too tired you can also you know rate it five star from doing what she said from doing what okay so i I, I don't even know what to say um five star review thank you so much i will see you guys next friday thank you again for listening to the podcast podcast And yeah, I'll see you next Friday. Bye. Okay, please enjoy the following bloopers of us all arguing. You're welcome. This is my sixth time recording this message. Oh, God. Having sex with nobody else. What does that even mean? (laughs) That's not good at all. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, Okay, this is us just relaxing. Like, we're just sitting normally. Yeah. And this is closer. Come closer. You know I can't hear any different because you come you're closer. wearing the headphones. Is this sound better? Should we be like really close like this? I don't know. Okay, wait. Talk like normally. Hello, my name is Hannah. Okay, okay so like what should the episode be about? Monogamous relationships. Okay, we're discussing the name at the moment and Michelle <laughs> wants to call it single versus coupled up. And I feel like locked coupled up. up coupled single up is for- so, it's like locked up. Like being in a relationship should not be prison if it is get out break up sorry but like they shouldn't be hard this is as closer to the mic this is far away okay better like what if we're just relaxed talking like this i like our pastel color theme that we're wearing it really is something okay anyways elegant meal with debate (laughs) as i'm sitting here eating i'm gonna take a picture hannah has a complete tray in front of her what stop saying what Do you need anything else from the shackley? I need some water. Okay, you can get that yourself. No? Oh, I have it. Thank you. Damn. (laughs) Damn.
What? <laughs> no. <laughs> Say okay. hi. We have a featured guest. He left the room. <laughs> this is great for a blooper. <laughs> <laughs> At the end. 